companions on the path. Spiritual friends uh, committed to practice, to know our minds and our hearts. So we've been practicing with the hindrances. And uh, this afternoon we're going to talk about, um, I will share with you some reflections and learnings about the hindrance of sloth and torpor. uh, Sloth and torpor, um, both together uh, treated as a hindrance, follows uh, sensual desire and ill will. And, you know, this is, this is a hindrance that maybe uh, may appear as, as we're practicing and we're recognizing strong desire, strong ill will. And then we are um, then noticing that then there may be kind of a um deflation or some kind of um yeah kind of a, a feeling deflated and it may not be something surprising for some of us if we have experienced excessive very strong desire and very strong ill will. It's almost like after, you know, that strong mind state energy um, in the mind, it's almost like, you know, something drops. Um, So this deflating and (coughs) almost having a Very like a light feeling of uh, feeling depressed, you know, like a depressing feeling. And so, um, you know, after going through this compulsion of wanting of or not wanting, you know, then um, it's almost expected that we will meet sloth and torpor. And so in some ways, you know, sometimes we we use the word energy many times to talk about sloth and torpor, but maybe um, we may use also other words with energy because it's not so much a physiological state um, of tiredness. Um, 
you know, it, the, we may have, we may, we may recognize similar uh, physical experiences as the ones that we feel with when, you know, uh, we feel tired. But is, is, is another type of tiredness uh, uh, more due to a drain of vitality, a lack of mental energy? Um, kind of li limit, limit, or uh, limit ef effort. So there's a reason behind that mind state, that lack of mental energy. There may be kind of a resistance or a discouragement, or a frustration, or or an an indifference. Um, or something that we are avoiding. And, and sometimes that is manifested through um, almost like uh, a state where seems like, you know, there's, there's some tiredness there. Um, it can al almost, you know, sleepiness may appear and may arise and but it's not that energy is not accessible. It's, it, energy may be there, but we're not accessing it because of all these maybe different attitudes that we have behind the hindrance. And so, um, one thing that I f find fascinating about this hindrance is that um, even when there's sometimes, you know, I sense that there's strong, mindf strong mindfulness is, presence, is present, um, there's not enough mindfulness to notice sloth and torpor. <laughs> it's like, what happened, you know? Um, So sloth uh, refers to that, the, the physical state, um, the, the kind of the feeling kind of a, a, a lethargy in the body, you know, something that is, it's almost like, for me, it just feels like my, my body drops in some ways. It's almost like also this, um, also a state in the mind uh, of giving up uh, or of uh, losing hope or not again. Not again because even without noticing, there may be some situations in which there's still, you know, some expectation or that things will change, that things will be different, or uh, that um, our expectations will, will be met, but that may not be the case. Um, and so there's a, I just feel like this is, this is a dear, 
dear friend family for me. <laughs> There's kind of a dullness in the mind there's almost like there's there's not enough um, vitality and energy in the mind to to move into engagement it's almost like it feels sometimes like a loss of meaning of purpose and in the tradition um in the teachings, it is, you know, some of the metaphors or analogies that are given to describe this, um, this hindrance of sloth and torpor is that it's almost like slogging in mud. Like it's so, no, so hard to, to move. And the other one, the a metaphor, another uh, a metaphor um, that also we find in the teachings, which I, I can relate um, very much to it, is almost like um, looking at a pond with algae all across the pond, and and one cannot see um, the reflection, you know, of of you know, if we're looking at the pond, we cannot see our reflection because. Is all you know filled with mud? I, I mean, filled with algae, and um, and we to to see the reflection. We need to take this the algae out of the pond. Um, and so, with the dullness in the mind, it, it may be you know the mind clouded it's it's hard it's been hard for me um, so um there is also this um <laughs> this uh, state of boredom sometimes that may arise. You know, it's like maybe, you know, something that um, I would engage with is, 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 is boring now. And it may not, it, it is not that the activity is boring, it's not like boredom is inherent in the activity, but it's more of a judgment of the mind. Is 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 this is how the mind is relating to to boredom? Um, you know, I can keep going on and on in all different <laughs> different examples. Um, One that uh, appears in, in our meditation as we're sitting here, you know, there may be moments, um, at least for me, that I have felt that I'm concentrated and, oh, I'm falling asleep. But it may not be that, you know, there's concentration and, you know, the drifting of, of the mind, the sleepiness is... 
um, because I'm tired or, but it's just part of that hindrance that there's a state of comfort, uh, of complacency. And then there's what we call the sinking mind. It's almost like, you know, like I go into daydream or there's, there's something, there's just like a drifting, like a sleepy, being sleepy, but not really like, like being here, but not completely asleep. Um, and so for me, one of the ways that, um, even in those states that maybe I, okay, th there may be some sloth and torpor for a long time. I related to it as, as, you know, um, avoiding, facing how things are, um, not wanting to face, you know, some emotions, um, sometimes of, you know, of grief for me has been, um, grieving expectations, um, especially in relation to the world and how things would be, you know, if everyone practices and, <laughs> um, so it's, it's been, um, quite a companion, um, So, but then, you know, as going deeper into the practice and just feeling, receiving the fruits of the practice with other, um, overcoming other hindrances and um, then sloth and torpor, I started taking it more seriously, you know, how I was relating with this hindrance. And so I started looking at Bela again at, you know, that this a way of approaching, you know, practicing with the hindrances, being with it, being with the hindrance, exploring it. What is this? What What is going on? What is this daydreaming? What is this lack of vitality? Um, and then commit, you know, starting to commit to, okay, this is, I realize that I, taken up and this doesn't go away. There's something here is it feels more heavy in the body. This is more than just taking a, a nap to get re-energized, you know? So the commitment to, um, to stay, to stay here, to practice. Um, it can support us in in staying staying with sloth and torpor and see how it is that we're relating in a way that um, maybe can um, remind us that if we see that meditation is not only to be calm but also to 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 have this balance between having a relaxed alert, presence, posture, 
and uh, the aspiration to see clearly, it may, it may keep us here, even though, you know, in the midst of just logging in the mud. And so there's several things that I have um, practiced with that have kept me uh, practicing. Some things, you know, vary in terms of um, staying um, a little bit more uh, mentally energized and, you know, with a little bit more of, of the physical alertness. You know, just um, having, you know, falling asleep, just washing my face, going out for a walk, feeling, you know, uh, receiving the sun on my face. All these different things just to bring a little bit more of alertness. Um, but then there's other things too in terms of all these different different attitudes um, that sometimes we're not ready, we're not ready to, to meet. <clears throat> and that maybe there are other things that may support us to uh, keep us, keep us in the practicing and meeting the hindrance. And uh, it may be to, like I said, to commit to have the aspiration of committing to our practice, to that, you know, commit to your practice, remember the fruits of being, uh, receiving the teachings, the Dharma, and having an aspiration, you know, not a street goal or something that we need to achieve. Then, you know, we will go to the other spectrum that I also want to talk to you about this afternoon and is restlessness and worry, worry and regret. Um, but committing, committing to, to the practice in the best way we can with sincerity and with kindness and, and respect. Um, It is interesting with this um, hindrance and then the hindrance of restlessness and worry because there may be moments within um, love and torpor that, you know, like I was saying that, you know, the energy, that mental mental energy, um, how to access it. If conditions change, it may be there in, uh, like this. And I could see it, you know, in my daily life here. I could see like some things change, some conditions change about my beliefs and accepting things as they are. And it's almost like, okay, let's go, you know. Um, it's humbling. It's really humbling. So on the other spectrum of um, sloth and torpor, um, 
is also is um, the other hindrance, the fourth hindrance of restlessness and worry. And we can include some regret there. And, you know, is is these states, uh, and, and I know that some of you have brought these in our practice discussions, of how it is that then there are moments when the mind is... Um, is scattered, um, is, is difficult to keep the concentration, you know, nourish concentration. Um, it's, it's hard to be present. There's this energy, like kind of a nervous energy agitation. Um, in the body, in the mind, distractions, fantasies, distractions. Um, you know, we may not be here. Um, and I could see the other day I gave an example of um, just being really mindful when I came down to the meditation hall um, and I had my hat and eyeglasses and then uh, later, I had no memory at all of where I left it. And I could remember when I found it, what was going on. I, there, I, could, I could remember the, the energy, the kind of the almost like excitement of having something done or, you know, this kind of um, energy, um, of you know accomplishing things and um that becomes almost it becomes kind of an anxious also and a kind of a level of anxiety because it's almost you know like looking in the future having things done looking at the future um And so one way to also maybe recognize, you know, um, how it is as we engage with, with Bella, and I'm still in the B and E of, of Bella for now for both sloth and torpor and anxiety and regret, um, is to see, you know, with restlessness, there is there is like 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 a mind moving from one you know the attention moving from one thing to the other one thing to the other almost you know uh, sometimes it is called monkey mind where there you know it's so like you know like monkeys go from one to grasping in um one branch to another one branch to another and the same way we go from one thought to another to another. There's also repetitive thinking, discursive thinking. And it's hard, it's hard to, um, to settle. It's hard to settle. 
So this exploration of what is there, what what is is there? Are there any concerns? What it is that is in in the mind as we get to to know it, be with it, let it float, let it arise, and um, sensing the also the the physical sensations. Maybe some kind of contraction for me has been like maybe a contraction on the throat or heart rate accelerates a little bit or moving from one place to to another and really having like a very scattered mind. Um, so that sense of being, and I, I like to, you know, is is. It's nice to talk about this two um, uh, sets of hindrances together because their physical aspects are very, you can distinguish, you know, it's like one extreme to the other. There's the agitation and then there's that kind of that dullness. Um, and then in between, <laughs> Uh, you could see some peaks, some moments of energy and some moments of dullness, conditions change, energy goes up in the mind. Um, so it could be a little chaotic sometimes. Um, so also with restlessness and worry and regret, there may be some um, some things that bubble up in our emotional life that, like I said, you know, it may be there may be something that brings um, some restlessness. Maybe something that we have not uh, close business with. <laughs> or that we thought that we were complete. And here, it, here it, sh it shows up. It's like, oh, there is this um, sense of worry or, um, or there is this sense of regret. There may be some sense of regret about maybe something that we thought that we have worked on or um, that we're at peace with and, you know, when we come and sit, then it shows up, it bubbles up. And so in exploring, um, you know, this aspect of the hindrance of um, worry and regret, for worry, we may ask, you know, we may question, is this is really if there's, you know, like for example, I, my parents living far away, there's all, all there's, there's, I almost, I, I just caught myself almost to say always. You see, it's like the, the mind goes there like into solidifying and making one moment always, you know. Uh, but there's this worry, you know, are they gonna be okay? Are they, you know, and, and, and when I'm going to get the call or um, 
things like that. And then in questioning and checking things, it's like, are they, is there really a reason for worry? You know, if there's a reason of um, anything that has not been attended, um, that um, I can, if, if paying attention to, if, you know, that, you know, that worry can um, be alleviated. And one, you know, one, it, this was a great teaching for me when um, Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. I was so concerned, you know, all these things happening there. And um, finally, I was able to get there and, and um, to support them and support others. And so when I got there, you know, I talking to them and how are you? I say, we're okay. <laughs> we're okay. And say, Bruni, we, you know, electricity came to our town when we were in our 20s. Uh, you know, we grew up without electricity. So it's okay, we can handle this. And here I was, you know, worrying and um, making all these stories and going to restlessness and going into sloth and torpor because I couldn't get into a flight. And so it was a big lesson for me, a uh, big teaching. So for, um, for um, regret, then this reviewing, you know, reviewing any Anything, if there's anything that comes up, you know, we may not be uh, ready to look at it completely, but, you know, if we recognize that there's something that keeps showing up and brings some regret, is there's anything, any kind of amends that we need to make, you know, any kind of, um, um, I don't know, sometimes a ceremony or a ritual or uh, talking to someone or, um, and it may, you know, regret may, may bring, you know, it, whatever, if it shows, you know, within our emotional life, there may be also the moment of um, sloth and torpor arising because Maybe nothing can be done or, you know, there's not, it's, it's like I'm giving up or I'm feeling different or I feel resistance or I'm not ready. Um, what has been so supportive for me with restlessness, worry, and regret uh, after exploring it and examining, you know, all this questioning and um, getting to know it well, has been going back to the breath, returning the attention to the breath, it's almost like, you know, it's like 
being in the middle of things, being in the midst of things, receiving things as they are in the breath, uh, here at home, feeling some sense of stability for a moment. And, you know, even there, there have been moments with, with this hindrance of restlessness and it, it, when it's, it, it is um, manifested as anxiety, <coughs> that it, it was hard. It was hard to trust the breath. It was hard to be there, like to <coughs> still. It, it would take it, it. It would take some time for me to settle. But taking refuge, taking refuge in the Buddha Dharma Sangha, having confidence in the teachings, in the teachers, practicing in community, knowing that you know. I can stay seated here at least to be with you all. <laughs> you know, and 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 then out of uh, out of that sense of um connection um and jo and and then letting things be and even that little bit of confidence of, you know, staying sitting here has supported being with this hindrance. And so um, this sense of confidence that arises, you know, at certain times, and then those moments of peace, you know, and I'm not talking about moments of calm relaxation you know but you know like like even you know like a taste just a taste of profound peace wow it's just like um it's it's it, it has been um it has been a way of um, trusting and gaining confidence in the practice. And it has been moments of, oh, I want to stay here. <laughs> and I remember being in tears, you know, in one of, one of the retreats and, you know, and saying to the teacher, wow. It's, it is how much space there is when restlessness and worry and regret is not present. You know, there's peace, there's space. And with that, then, there could be like a little subtle of then restlessness coming up because of the concern of, well, bye. <laughs> the peace and com you know it's not going to be here forever the peace and the <coughs> uh, that that state of of peace you know it's like what arises passes so even in the most um 
moments of stillness and um, concentration, you know, even those moments of, you know, those thoughts that arise like that, like, oh, I want to stay here, or it's like that could be like a very subtle moment of um, the hindrance if it is not recognized. Um, so, in being in 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 being being with this lessening lessening uh, restlessness, being with the breath, and just coming back here, you know, with with just these, with all these words that um, Gil and I have given you, yes, here, been here. And, and then maybe sometimes, you know, nourishing, being nourished by those moments of peace. Those moments where you have the felt experience, these felt experience in, in the body where you can go to places where that peace is like is, is felt in, in your flesh, in your heart, and I'm you know in this the chest area. <coughs> and then there may be moments, you know, for me there there have been moments in which the letting go has not been so um, evident because I've been so caught in the hindrances that uh, even, you know, the mindfulness is not, it has not been strong enough. I, I have not noticed that they're gone. And then like, oh, <laughs> wow, peace. And then, okay, I'm here. It's like, is gone. So we can set the conditions, we can get to know the hindrance, we can let it be, explore it. Um, and practice again, you know, with this sincerity and commitment and, and then see what fruits, what happens. What what needs to to be happen happening from our part? If there's anything that we have some agency in, um, you know, in in taking some kind of action, some kind of amend for regret, or or whenever we're ready with sloth and torpor, facing something that we may be avoiding. And then I, I want to uh, talk a little bit about this A of Bella, because I think that I have mentioned it, you know, like very briefly in the other talks. And is the, the A of appreciating, you know, the, this, this sense of appreciating when we're not caught in the hindrance. Appreciating... Um, in a way that helps us maintaining, continue to maintain and cultivate 
uh, wholesome states of mind or how, how it feels in the mind-body when the hindrances are not present. And that kind, you know, that appreciation can be manifested in so many ways. You know, we all may have our own ways through gratitude. Through make, maybe recognizing that in those moments of peace and confidence are the moments to make decisions, you know, appreciating that, okay, I can, I can, this is, think, this is the time, I can, I appreciate this, this is, uh, thank you, and, and now I'm going to move forward into making decisions. There's uh, some of the teachings uh, say that the best, the, the time to make decisions is not when you're caught by the hindrances. You know, and there are many times that, you know, we're there, like, I need to make a decision. But you may be in the midst of a hindrance, you know, even you want to make a decision for, you know, a skillful motivation. Watch out because, you know, the way in which we may engage into taking the action unintentionally may be unskillful just because we're, you know, caught within the hindrance. And there may not be, you know, like a clear, wholesome state even to make a decision. So, sloth and torpor, Restlessness, worry, regret. Other great opportunities to practice. Other great moments to say yes. And, you know, I, in some ways, I'm um, grateful and um, surprised and with a, you know, light smile that. Um, I can call these different forces, you know, like also other companions in the path that show up and that are worth our respect and our kindness. So, may you have um, an openness and willingness and kindness to to meet whatever shows up now by now we have like different visitors already <laughs> here with us if we don't recognize them we all we have been advised already so um, may um, your commitment and confidence um, bear fruits in practicing with all these forces and other states of mind like any you know like any these these states of minds like any others um, that also can show up let's sit for 
few minutes in silence. Mm -hmm. 